0: Again, hallelujah to the Lamb upon the throne. I see Jesus seated on the throne. I see his angels ascending everywhere. Oh, I see the spirit. I see Jesus seated on the throne. I see Saint ascending in every nation. I see the spirit facing lives again. Hallelujah to the Lamb upon the throne. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Manuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel I see. Who I see. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I I remember, 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 Oh sana shaba oh, Living, ta ta All
1: right, good evening everyone, if you can hear me, how are you doing? all right thank you i'm doing fine for those that care to ask i'm doing okay thank you thank you we're not supposed to be online this evening i'm online here just 45 minutes 45 minutes once it's 45 minutes i'm out we're not supposed to be online tonight but tomorrow morning we will definitely be online And as we all know, our meeting in Accra is starting and ending tomorrow. Wherever you are, don't mix it. Don't miss it. 9 p.m. tomorrow. We are meeting just at La Paz. Yamiche at Manglad Hotel. Invite someone. Invite someone. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a very beautiful time of prayer. Beautiful time of prayer. I was studying my admins. I said, if I had known, I wouldn't have done one-on-one session today. Because the one-on-one session there looks like, it looks like service. The one-on-one session looked like it was a program. 99% of everybody I met, on, 99999 of everyone I met on one-on-one session, I've already prophesied to them. So what will I now do tomorrow? 99.9999999%. Uh, The mind tried to stop. The mind couldn't stop. The mind tried to stop. The mind couldn't stop. But that is what happens when the prophetic runs in your blood. There's nothing you can do about it.
2: There's nothing you can do about it. If we could say Jack, from prophecy, was turning to deliverance. Somebody came in, oh, how are you doing? Oh, pastor. Just to shake hands. Boom. The person was now on the floor, scattering the whole lounge. People in the hotel was confused. What is going on there? So I was just greeting somebody. I don't know what's going on now. But it was good today. Just um, it showed me what tomorrow will look
1: like, and it also pointed to me that we have a lot of work to do in Accra. We have a lot of work to do in Accra, or
2: today showed me we we'll have a lot of work to do in Accra. So by
1: God's help, we'll be in Accra often. And by God's help and God's instruction, we we'll have a lot of work to do.
2: We have a lot of work to do. I believe in doing meeting by God's leading and instruction, not just because I feel like. So we'll put it up in prayer and Trust God for his instructions and direction. And we see what to do. We have a lot of work to do. Some people are, are funny. This is what I said. I don't always like taking one-on-one on one session. Some would just come, all right. This pastor number no, talked to me. They just sat down. Talk. By the way, I met Grandma Sophie and Queen Della today. It was awesome. It was like, uh, how do I call it? Cause if family reunion, they will call it or what? It was awesome. Oh, it was all, It was so interesting. It was interesting. It was interesting. All right. And that's not all, they came with plenty gifts, even for my admin, so. Plenty gifts. God bless you, Grandma Sophie. God bless you, Richly. So, some of them just sat down. All right, you book one-on-one, so why did you come? And they're looking, they're looking. I had no choice, okay, you are here, since you can't talk, let me start talking for you. I had to just get angry and switch into the prophetic. Yeah, pastor is true. That's why I came. I said, That's why you came and you can't talk. Huh? That's why you came and you can't talk. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. All right, let's run through something very quick and we'll be out of here. Five things you shouldn't do as a believer. Five things you shouldn't do as a believer. If you are joining us for the first time, kindly go ahead and follow the page. If you are joining for the first time, just look at the top of your screen and follow the page. Alright? Follow the page. Five things you shouldn't do as a believer. The moment you say you are born again, the moment you receive the life of Christ you should understand that something has changed about you. Colossians 1 verse 13 put what happened to you in a better understanding. Can I get that scripture? Colossians 1 verse 13, it said that we have been moved from darkness into light. We have been moved from darkness into light. So if you have been moved from darkness into light, one of the things you must avoid at all costs, all right, it say who has translated us from the power of darkness and has translated us, who has delivered us rather from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has taken us from darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So the moment you are born again, one of the things you shouldn't do is to do what will bring you back into darkness. There are a lot of things, but there are few major things that if you do them, you're going to entangle yourself deep. This is what happens now that a believer now needs deliverance. All right? A believer starts saying, say, I have to do deliverance and all that and whatsoever. All right? So, number one thing you shouldn't do as a believer, which is one of the highest. God hates it. God can kill for it. God can destroy generations for it. God can What think any, any bad thing you think that can happen. God will do it if anybody does it. Number one is consulting an idol. Number one is consulting an idol. I don't care to know what your problem is. I don't care to know what you are looking for. I don't care to know what challenge you are in. Never consult an idol. Exodus chapter 20, if you read from verse 4 down, it said to those that, that shall serve no other God before me, it said, for I will visit the iniquity unto four generations. All right? He said he will visit the iniquity unto four generations. Four generations have been estimated to be 400 years. Um, But unfortunately, people don't live up to 100 years anymore. So, if we put a summary of, let's say, 70, 80 years, so check 80 years into four. So four generations simply means you, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. If you are taking it backward, it means your great-grandparents, your grandparents, your parents, and you. So if you've heard of um, altars, you heard of foundation and whatever, one of the things that breed altars and foundational activities Uh, as a result of what your parents did in the past, as a result of what your parents had done in the past, 80 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, you were not born. But because you are now in the family, automatically you are now being aligned to the covenant of the people in that family. As you are serving God now, what you are not aware consciously, some of you feel like nothing is changing for me, nothing is working for me. No, part of what, the reason why certain things have happened, I'm not saying everything, part of what is causing the delays, the disappointment and all, is as a result of the patterns of the past, the errors of the past, the idol worship of the past. And one part of the things that breed pattern. Is idol worship. All right? Idol worship. Avoid not just worshiping idol. Visiting a shrine. Collecting the charm. Avoid it. Run for your life. Some of you are here listening. There's a lady listening to me right now. You went with somebody at the time. I just saw you in a flash vision. You went with somebody one time to a shrine to go and you needed help about something and you had to go to the shrine and whatever. but even what you went for cry you are still in the problem after how many years what you were not aware of is that i'm seeing this person by the time i saw this person enter this, city, the person is a single person not married not married i don't know if you are married now but I'm seeing the video when you entered or where you entered you were not married. What you are not aware of, what I'm seeing is that you have covenanted your unborn children. You have covenanted your unborn children to that shrine. And I'm seeing that this person is to have three children. I'm seeing this person is to have three children. But I'm seeing that this person now has now covenanted the unborn children to that idol. So at the end of the day, the children will now grow up start having difficulties, start having challenges, start going through battles, start going through shame, start going through marital delay, start going through marital turbulence, start going through poverty and all, and they can't explain what is wrong. They will be born again. They will now feel like, okay, I think um, Christianity is not good for me. Let me become, let me just live my life anyhow. No. The mistakes of the father, the mistakes of the mother, the mistakes of their parents and their grandparents, these things opens you up to battles. It opens you up to battles. I've been praying for people for quite some time. I've seen people who can't give birth because of the covenant their mother entered years ago. I've seen people who can't give birth because of the covenant their grandmother, grandfather and grandmother entered years ago. I've seen people who can't get married because of covenant that their family and prayer has been made and made and made, and they look as if God is dead. Pastor, does it mean that there's no way out? There is a way out, all right. It depends on the kind of covenant you are in. Sometimes the way out becomes expensive, particularly covenant that have spilled blood, any covenant that have spilled blood, any covenant that people died for, all right. I was praying for a young man. Who was so gifted? Not was cry is so gifted. And he so stranded financially. When I mean stranded, broke, poor, indebted, owing so much. And while we began to pray, a revelation came on. What was going on? The grandfather killed somebody in the farm. The grandfather had a fight with somebody in the farm, killed somebody, and the family of the person that he killed placed a curse on all the male in the family. The family of the person he killed placed a curse on all the male in the family. If you have taken our son, all your sons will suffer. All your sons will be stranded. All your sons will be poor all your sons will be vagabonds. Said all kinds of words. And this young man keep doing everything. But the more he tries to do the right thing, the more he finds himself in the wrong thing. The more he tries to do the right thing, the more he finds himself in the wrong thing. Until that day, I told him, I said, this and this is what is wrong with you. So this thing is ari. All right? The ari. Be careful not involving yourself in Aido. Some of you don't go to Aido. But what happened is you send your mom. There's somebody listening to me now. You are from... I'm seeing you from a place around the invota region. I'm seeing you from a place around the Sukwe, between Sukwe to Adan area. I'm seeing you, that's where you come from. You are around this, you come from around the subway to Ada area. You don't you you didn't go, but you sent somebody. Somebody went to do something for you. Somebody went to do something for you. Automatically, what you have done is that you still went there. And what some of you don't know is this. There is a thin line. Let me say this through to some of you now. There's a thin line between idol worship and festival. Some of you here don't joke with village festival. Once they announce New Yam festival, they announce chicken festival, Coco festival, watermelon festival, you will be the fe- you will leave the city. Carry your full grown self. Full grown self. With all your beard and all your big bubble and big chest. Carry your full grown self to the village. Is something not wrong with you? Carry yourself to the village. Oh, pastor, it's our culture. I'm not against culture. Go and enjoy your culture. There's a thin line. There's a thin line between idol worship and festival. Some family and some tradition, there's a thin line between idol worship and what they call traditional marriage. Some family, traditional marriage is so demonic. It's so demonic. So demonic. There must be one ritual, one ritual. You have to wear this, you have to rub this, you have to enter under this, you have to jump through this. Some have to do their own in the night because one or two reasons and whatever stupid things. Some of you listening to me right now, there is a culture in your family that. If you give birth to a child, you must bring the child to the village. Um, they will have to do something. So if you don't bring the child, before you are summoned, your father is angry with you, your mother is angry with you. And at your age, at your age, you can't stand and tell your father, no, I'm not coming. You can't tell your mother, no, I'm not coming. No, if I don't go, they will be angry. You carry your child all the way from Accra, wherever. Go to the village. They now carry the child, do what they do. Say what they say. In our family, that's how we do it. We have to protect them and it's say all they say, do what they do. At the end of the day, the child don't look at your life now the way it is. Is it nice? They did the same thing for you, and you are involving your children. You are involving your children. A young man was in Houston, Texas, and and anytime he dreamed, he sees himself in Nigeria. He's been there for over 15 years. No document, no good job, no good accommodation, nothing. Anytime he dreams, he's in Nigeria. Anytime he dreams, he's in Nigeria. And by prophecy, it was now revealed that while he was small, he was dedicated to the family idol. So the idol has claimed ownership of him that he will never progress in life. He will never do anything meaningful except he stays home to serve the idol. So the young man is in America for 15 good years. 15 good years. Nothing is working in his life. Those who come to meet him get their passport, get things done, but yet the man is there struggling. So never involve yourself in idol worship. Another thing you must never do at all costs, never do Never dedicate your children to idol. Please, never dedicate your children to idol. You are bringing a problem that they are not aware of to them. Please, never dedicate your children to idol. If you read the book of Luke chapter 1, when the young man, John the Baptist, was born, the family said, all right, we want to name him Zechariah. And the father said, no. The name that God gave to this child is John. They were angry. In this family, nobody is named like that. Some of you were not dedicated to idol, but the name they give to you have already connected you to family idol. The name given to you has already connected you to family idol. Some of you are named after your grandmother who was serving a shrine. Some of you were named after the chief priest in your village. Some of you were named after a river in your village. Some of you were named after somebody who they know that is not a good person. So by that name, you are already dedicated. I remember praying for a woman whom nothing was working for she and her husband. Things were hard. Frustrated and all that I said, why am I seeing pots in your village? Your family compound, I'm seeing pots. And I explained what I saw. She said to me, the pastor, every child that is born, no matter where they give birth to you, whether in America, in Europe, anywhere they born you, the first water they used to bathe the child must be brought back to the village. In Sukwe. The first water they used to bathe the child, you must send it back to the village. And they have to add it. There's a pot. Everyone born in the family, your water is in the pot. There's a pot they used to put to put the water. So for years and years and years. And some of you don't understand what that means. So if you don't understand what that means. Oh, just family this thing. Some of you listening to me. You give birth. You carried your the placenta of your child. Sent it to your mother in the village. Sent it to your father, to your grandmother. Are you joking? Placenta is, speaks of your life. Your placenta speaks of your life a child's placenta speaks of a child's life i remember my pastor was telling me a story how his family there's a tree in the family house the father was an idol worshiper there's a tree in the family house every child given birth to must be brought before the tree and named they will bring you before the tree do they have to name you in front of the tree so the moment he gave birth to his first child, the father called him and said, bring your children, let's do the normal naming. He said he's not bringing, that he's going to do his thing. The father said it's over his dead body. He must bring them. It's a culture in the family. This and that and that and other." He said he's not bringing the children. It was a serious war. And he said they remembered something that happened that one of the aunties had a quarrel with the dad. And the father told him, "No problem. You will see." The father went to the tree, did what he did, called the name. This lady was living in Germany. Called the name, she became sick. She became sick. They carried her to every kind of hospital. She was not getting fine. The father called them and said, "I am behind that sickness." They began to plead, send elders. He said, "The only way she can be fine, she should come back." to Nigeria, to come and kneel and apologize before he will reverse what he did. So what happened? The tree that they dedicated that lady to, the lady was already grown, over almost 40 years. The tree they dedicated that to 40 years ago, they can control you from that tree. They can stand on the tree, command the person to die, the person will die. They can stand in front of that tree, tell the person to be poor, tell the person to be sick, decide Whatever that happens to the person in front of that tree. So some of you are listening to me. You're living in Accra. You're living in Kumasi. You're living in Dubai. You're living wherever you are. But your village, your village still has you. Your village still has you. Your placenta is in the village. The hair they shaved from you when they give birth to you is still in the village. The fingernail they took from you is still in the village. I was praying for a young lady who was sick almost at the point of death. I was praying, praying. After praying, she would get fine. Become sick, get fine. I was like, God, this is not my prayer. My prayer doesn't linger like this. There's something this lady is doing wrong. God, there's something in the family that is holding her. Marriage was not working. Marriage was postponed and everything. And we prayed, 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 prayed. One day we were praying. The Lord opened my eyes. And I saw that while she was small, she was sick. And they took her to a group of people who they said were traditionalists. Another thing you must be careful of. is all these things called traditional medicine. I don't have issue with herbal medicine, but you see all those ones they call traditional medicine. Be careful. They have to go and do some concussion. Be careful. You are sick. Go to God. Look for a good man of God that that is connected in the spirit that can terminate demons. Not every man of God has the authority. That's what it looks like. Some people will tell you, I, I went to church, 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 church. They pray, 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 pray. They didn't change, so I had to go to this thing. And they carried the girl at this young age to that place. And they did all kinds of concussion, did some herbal leave, baited her, and they placed a mark on her body. Not knowing that this mark that they just placed on her, they just covenanted her for life to witchcraft activities. So this lady is grown now, over 30. She is not getting married. Over 30, sick. And while I began to pray, I began to ask her questions. What happened to your hair? i am come a hair somewhere. She said when she was small, she had another brother who, what, what, what? No, she was. She had even grown, grown to a, to a level. What, what happened? The person died and stepbrother or something died and all that. So they said, she was still in school then. They had to cut her hair. They have to cut her hair cut her nail and add it to the grave, add it inside the coffin of the other person that died. So they cut her hair, cut her nails. The other, all the firstborn in the family took, as if a firstborn died, that is the ritual they do. All the firstborn in the family cut their hair, cut their nail, put in the coffin. So from that day, death began to follow the lady. And when I began to ask her questions, all the firstborn in the family, nobody is doing well. All the firstborn in the family. When I mean all, I mean all. All the firstborn in the family, nobody is doing well. Everybody is always sick. Everybody is always close to death. Everybody is always having marital issue, financial issue. Every summer, I'm even mad. So how do you, as a parent... Sit down and they say it's family ritual. Cutting whatever body part of your child, putting inside a coffin, and you say you and you'll be dancing, say it's family ritual. We have to fulfill. Even if you are mad, can't they can't you cure your madness immediately and save your child's life? There are things you shouldn't do, there are things you shouldn't permit, there are things you shouldn't allow shouldn't allow it. So these things puts you, brings you back to darkness. Not just that. It makes God angry with you. So you are going to church, but because you've involved yourself in certain things, God is just unhappy with you. And those things, it's easier to join them than to leave. Yeah. It's easier to join them than to leave. It is easier to go to Egypt than to go back to the promised land. When Jacob and his children wanted to go to Egypt, they didn't struggle. They just carried themselves. Joseph invited them. They entered their wagon. Who enjoyment is there. And they entered. But for them to leave, Pharaoh held them for 430 years. For them to leave, 10 plagues had to come. There had to be fight. People had to die. It is easier to join than to leave. It's easier to join than to leave. So please, avoid visiting shrine. Don't send anybody. Don't go. Don't send anybody. Don't go. And by one way or the other, you've gone before. Please, keep crying to God for mercy and keep renouncing whatever that has been said. Do well to remember whatever utterance. Listen. Listen. This is one thing that happens. If you have ever gone to a shrine, there's one thing they always do. They will make sure there is a contact between you and the shrine. All right? Either they will make you say words or they will make you drink something. They will make you rub a substance. They will make you touch something. Yes, they will always involve you. It's normal. For them, that is their own evangelism. It's so winning. So the moment you get in contact there, they will make you do something that will connect you to the idol. Okay, say this, take this thing, touch your shoulder, take this thing, touch your stomach three times, take this thing, touch your head, take this thing, rub it on your palm, this one, take it, drink it. So they always make you do something there that will connect you to that idol. So by the time you are connected, you are gone, but your spirit is there. You are gone, but your marriage has been put there. You are gone, but your career has been put there. So please, don't go. Don't send anybody. Never dedicate your children to any idol. Please. You are from a family where you discover a pattern. There is a way they name children. There is a way they will always name children. There is a way they do... Um, listen. Everyone listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully. This thing is we will call outdoor in Ghana. Outdoor Please, start stopping or reduce it. Start stopping or start reducing it. Many children's destiny are destroyed during outdooring. Many children's destiny are destroyed during outdooring. You want to name your child? Invite your pastor inside your room. You don't want to you, you don't want to invite to your room, no problem. Stay at your porch, invite your pastor, you and your husband. This is the we want to our child. There's no need gathering people you don't you don't know their heart. And I was going for an outdoor in somewhere in Sukakope. And the moment he told me, I said, okay, I'll be there. And that was about three years now, or so three or four years. The moment I got there, I perceived so much witchcraft. I perceive so much witchcraft anywhere, all over. I said, before we're going to continue, we're going to pray one prayer. One prayer. Everybody, stretch your hand to this baby. They did. Everybody, we're going to pray that any witch after this child should die now. I'm telling you the truth. By the time I opened my eyes, half of the people that came from the outdooring had disappeared. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth, by the time we were' done, half of the people that came for the outdooring have disappeared. Some were neighbors in the house, went into the house, some left I'm telling you a true life story. in sugare they'd left because they know they, they knew what they came for. They know that prayer would backfire on their head. And bring your problem to them. But the mother and the father thought we are doing outdoor. You don't need to gather people. It's not necessary. Stay in your house. Stay inside your house. You and your child. You and your... If if you choose to do, no problem. I'm not saying all of them. But I'm saying that there's more tendency. Listen. Everybody listen to me. God did not create anybody to be stranded. God did not create anybody to be poor. God did not create anybody to be suffering and struggling. No. Most of the things that is happening to you now started from your mother's womb, between your mother's womb to your age now. That was when your problem started. Your mother's womb. Some of you, when you get pregnant, you go to the village. They'll have to give you one bead to wear in your hands. Where did the bead come from? I can't sleep. I'm having um, insomnia. Your mother will tell you, come. Your grandmother will take, tell you, come. Pull, Take a bead, give it to you to wear. You wear the bead, you sleep. Hold on. What happened to your brain? How can ordinary bead make you sleep? There is, a, there is something they have conjured on the bead. Be wise. There is something. Oh, you don't care. For now, dear, I can sleep. Oh, I'm fine. You give birth to a, a new baby. The baby keeps crying, crying, crying. They say you should carry one bead and wear. You carry the bead. How do you think an ordinary bead will You just wear on somebody and you just stop crying? There's something they have invoked on the bead. So you sell out your children's destiny, sell out their glory, sell out their career, sell out their future, It's just a bead and one cream and one concussion. They drink it and the child grows up. When your child would have been taking care of you, your child is going through marital delay. Your child is going through poverty. Your child is becoming sick. Your child is becoming wayward. And now you are asking God, where are you? Oh God, what happened? No, you were the one that was not wise. You don't miss God. You don't miss God. You carry traditional, add it to God and miss it up. So let's just miss it up. Let it just. No, you don't miss God. You don't miss God. See, that is God or it's not God. Remember, somebody brought the child to me and said, the baby um, is not feeling well. It's not feeling well. Said, okay, get me the baby. For the baby, I saw two beads on the baby's hand. I said, the Lord just opened my eyes and said, take off the bead. I said, what is this? Oh, baby was not feeling fine now, was having fever every time. So, um, somebody, oh, that woman, God bless her, now brought this bead and gave to me as I wore the baby fever stop. And I said, have you discovered that it's since this baby wore this bead, that this child has not been sleeping at night? He said, Yeah, but the fever has stopped us. Okay, they only took the fever and gave your baby something else. This baby keeps seeing a mask every night. Take off that. Baby was still crying. I took off the tube in the baby baby's hand. I anointed the child, the baby stopped crying instantly. There are little things we get ourselves involved in and we think they are just they are just normal. They are just normal, not knowing that we are putting ourselves into deep covenant that we will not recover from. That we will not recover from. Another thing you must not do, avoid at all costs, is avoid making vow and don't fulfill. Don't, oh God, don't make a vow anywhere anywhere in the name of God. Even shrine crowd will fight you, not talk of God. Even shrine, you make a vow in the shrine and you don't fulfill, you'll be fought. Not talk of making the vow in church. Please, I remember praying for somebody not too long, having some terrible challenges. The Lord said, ask her, who, where did she make this vow for this and this and this? That is what is fighting her. And I ask her, Hey, Pastor, there's nothing I said. Go home and think about it. She came back the next day. Said it was over 21 years ago. Over 21 years ago. They were doing this and that and that and that in church. So um, she made a vow. So what stopped you? Say, said, Pastor, I don't know. It's not like I don't have the money. I don't know. I said, okay, now the problem now is that the value of that money 21 years ago is no more the value now. So you have to not calculate that money in the va- you know, there are little things that keep people... People don't understand. They will feel like, oh, it's just normal about life. It's just this. It's just that. Somebody came to me and said, um, is that challenge? I said, sit down. I told him, I said, look at, look at, look at, look at. This is what I'm seeing. And I was done. I said, what God is telling me that that is your problem is that you promise God that if you get this job, you will not joke with your tights. He said, yes. And I said, since... You started working, you've not paid your tithe once. He kept quiet. I said, This is what you do. Right now, he has now come to a point that his job is stagnated. He's not progressing. Salary is suspended. There's no promotion, nothing. After, as you calculate your tithe backward, go and drop it on the altar and watch your life change. He ran away. And now he's going from prophet to prophet, looking for prophecy we tell him what is wrong with him a lot of a lot of us it's funny that you want prophecy but you don't want it the way it should come you want it the way you want it so it's not going from prophet to prophet looking for who will help him somebody should tell him what is wrong with him that that pastor is not original how will you tell me i should not calculate tight backward for how many months and now pay this is almost how many months now this is december this is about four months now. I'm still looking at him. See for five months now. I'm looking at him. You will go, 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 go. You come back. By the time you come back, me. Me answer him. Me, personal. I'm not available. I'm not angry. I'm not. No, I'm not angry. I'm not this thing, but I don't waste my time on fools. No, I don't. I don't have that time. I don't have that time to waste. I have more important people to pray for. Not you that is not serious with God. There's nothing I enjoy like seeing people who love God. It makes it it makes me get excited. People who genuinely love God. Makes me get excited. Makes me get excited. So please don't owe God. It's a very dangerous thing. You are somebody as a believer, nobody should remind you to pay tithe, first of all. Nobody should. Hey, have you paid your tithe? The day they preach tithe to your church, that's the day you pay. After that, you are done. The day they talk about tithe. Somebody on this platform, whenever I remember it, I will start laughing. Joined on the platform with a lot of zeal and all that. And just joined, giddy gitty, giddy gitty, giddy. The month she joined, she just sent her tithe. Pastor, I've sent my tithe. And I prayed for her. The next month sent a tithe, the the third month, sent a tithe and sent me a message. Good morning, dear. How are you doing? I've sent my tithe, dear. I thought it was a mistake message. But when I saw dear three times, I said, Madam, because you are paying tithe, I'm now your dear. I said, if you repeat it again in your life, if you repeat it again in your life, you want to not call me dear? You are not, not even fine. You are not even fine. If you even beautiful, cry. Okay, would have been considering you since I was not married then. You are not even fine. I are calling. If I slap you, eh? Da, ah! da, ah! that. You are not even fine. Call me the your dear, dear. If you if you try if you try it again, she got angry and stopped paying time. I remember it. I ah, will laugh. Every time I remember, oh, you feed, you you think you are feeding me for with your own tight. You think you are feeding me. You think? Are you joking? Oh! You don't even know the kind of pastor you met. Wrong God. You don't. You should have asked about me before coming. You should have asked about me before coming. No. You should have asked. Ask, pa. You should have asked. Yeah, you don't have that kind of relationship in the first place we don't we don't even mad beings as close as i am with them we don't have always dear are you are you what did you drink you drank we or you drank monkey Tea or aquateshi. what did you drink are you joking i'm not serious i do where? The way I type that message on WhatsApp, eh, even me later, I was like, ah, personal best, calm down. I said, but why should I even calm down? Are you joking? So she got angry. She stopped being tight. And me, I'm excited. I'm excited. By the time you go and come back, you will understand that your answer is in my hand. Then I will not carry you backward to where We stop. We will resume. I will carry you back where you will repair what you spoiled first before we will not continue anything. Before we will not continue. So please, be a believer who loves God genuinely. Be a believer. If you've not listened to the teachings on podcast, please, you want to know my stand on certain issues, go to my teachings and listen. If it is not there, then you can come and ask me. I have done teachings there on prayer on fasting on giving on tithing. I I took my time to do series on let me say this to you it will be difficult the kind of teaching I did on Titan it will be hard for you to find it anywhere go and check teachings The series I did on Titan part one part two part three check anywhere you won't find it it will be it will be difficult it will you won't go check go check YouTube check anywhere. It will be difficult for you. I took my time in prayer and in Bible study to get out those biblical truth and revelation and put them out there. And those who have listened to that teaching, part one, part two, part three, a lot of them are giving me feedback that their finances have changed. Not just by them paying tight now, but they now understand that they don't only pay tight to God, they have to pay tight to themselves. They have to pay tight. Some of you don't save. You feel once you give, you are fine. No, you have to pay tithe to yourself. Somebody was uh, asked, asked several times, um, "Can I give my tithe to the poor?" It's not done. There are three kind of tithes. tithe to God, tithe to yourself, tithe to the poor. If you have not listened to that teaching, go and listen to it. I won't give you a poor. There are three kind of tithe: one to yourself, one to the poor and one to God. God's own is first, your own and to the poor. So you don't carry your tithe and give your your God's own and give it to the poor. And say, said, no, it's not done. There is a provision made for the poor. There is a provision made for the poor. So ignorance makes make us do certain things. Some is not ignorance. Though. Some is just, is this stubbornness or stupidity? I don't know which one it is. I don't know. They just want to prove a point that they know what they are doing. I don't know, whatever that it is. But one truth is this God's word does not fail. All right? The Bible said in Numbers 23 God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. So after you run and run and run, it might take you 20 years. It might take you 30 years. It might take you 5 years, 10 years. You will still get back to the place. All my life, all my studying, I've never seen anybody who followed God and on their deathbed, they say, I regret following God. On their deathbed, I renounce God, I reject, I've never seen. But I've seen people who didn't follow God and on their deathbed, all they ask for is, can you lead me to Christ? Can you show me, Can can you help me know God before I die? Let me know God. Some never entered church all their life, but before they, on their deathbed, they were looking for God. So the earlier you find him and follow him and run with him, the best for you. God is not a man that he should lie. His word is yea and amen. He doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. People can lie to you, but not God. And God is his word. John 1 verse 1 said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. His word is him. Every man's integrity is in the words of their mouth. The integrity of God is in scripture, scriptures are his words that is he spoke and wrote through men. The integrity of a man is in his word. Anybody whose word cannot be trusted does not have integrity. God's integrity is in the Bible. He will not change. He will not turn back on them. He will not change his mind because of you. Or because of anybody. He won't. So, at all costs, don't owe God. If you are listening to me, you made a vow anywhere, at any time of your life. You you can still remember it. You've not redeemed it. Please, go redeem it. Go redeem it. Find your way to it. Go redeem it. Listen, vows are powerful, but a lot of us make vows jokingly. Yeah, one of the most powerful things in the Bible is vow and covenant. I think I'm going to do a teaching on covenant. A lot of us don't understand how it is. A lot of us, we pray against demonic covenant, but we don't know how to enter good covenant. Have you discovered now that the demonic covenant you are praying against, it looks like it's not breaking. It look like it's not changing. Let me tell you the truth. That is how strong covenants are. The problem is that a lot of us are trying to stop old covenants without entering a new covenant with God. Every covenant in my family or poverty scatter scatter by fire break. Why don't you enter covenant of prosperity with God? You don't just focus on breaking. Make a new covenant of prosperity with God. Every covenant of late marriage in my family, scatter, scatter. Why don't you make a covenant of early marriage in your family? Somebody has said in the family that everybody in the family will covenant them to this idol. They will not marry early, but they will live long. And that is the covenant. You now that have now known Christ, you've now known the higher God. So, why, as you are praying, you go to God, Father, Everybody in my family, they will marry early. The condition is that they will serve you. They will marry early. From 18, they are permitted to get married. But I'm entering the covenant for you. All our days we will serve you. All our life will serve you. People are going through poverty in your family. Father, I, this is what I did. This is what I did. Father, I enter a covenant of titan. Yes, I made two covenants with God. Number one was the covenant, my financial covenant. That I will not joke with whatever that has to do with the kingdom financially. So you see me give the way I give. I know where I'm coming from. People don't prosper. So I enter the covenant with my finances. Once money comes to me, the first thing I'm thinking of is tithe. The first thing I'm thinking of is tithe. And when I began to pastor, I discovered that I was having issues pastoring. The church was not growing. Church things, things, things with our, one day I went to God on the altar. I said, God, I'm having a covenant with you today. Any church I pastor, I will make sure the church is beautiful. But please, make sure the work is easy for me. I will never allow your church to look like a shrine. I will make sure your church is looking nice. But please, never let pastoring a difficult work for me. I entered that co- The moment I entered that covenant, a few months, the church began to blossom. And I had a covenant, another covenant with God in that church. I said, God, every, no three months we pass that there is no new thing in this church. So every three months, I must buy something new. Every maximum three months, I will change speaker, change microphone, change the pulpit, change the curtains, buy chair. There will be something new. I left the church. Somebody else took over. In two months, everything began to scatter. did you understand that the person that left here entered the covenant. So they were just there struggling. And I had an advantage of a covenant that was speaking in my favor. So you enter a positive covenant, enter a new covenant. In the place where I was pastoring then, there was a law in that community that if you are a pastor, your church lasts there in Kumasi for one year. That means God called you. One year. A woman told us, well, we're moving there. He said, if your church lasts, if you stay here as a pastor for one year, that means you are called by God. So people should just relocate. Church does not work here. I told them, I said, I will stay here. I'll pastor more than one year. I stayed there for two years. I stayed there for two years. And these were the secrets that helped me. After I was transferred to Volta region, I had to go back on a visit. And the girl came for me to pray for her. I said, okay, let's pray. The moment I laid my hands on the girl, the lady began to manifest over the whole church. Began to manifest, scatter everything. And the spirit began to speak out. What is it? Say this pastor, you are a very stupid pastor. The demons were angry. He said, did you know the day you left here, that all the witches in the community and all the witches in the family of all the members came to do Thanksgiving? I didn't know witches do Thanksgiving. I didn't know. He said, all the witches in the community and all the witches in the family of all the members, we came together to do thanksgiving that our troubler has left. Now you have come to make our thanksgiving in vain. See, you have been spoiling things for us. You've been destroying things for us. So the day you left, we are happy. We came together. We did a thanksgiving service that we are finally free. And now you have come to spoil our Thanksgiving. I'm like, forget it. Don't worry. Somebody has come that is bigger than... Say, forget it too. We have already monitored them. We know how to stop them. We know their strength. We know their weaknesses. We've already prepared for them. And everything that manifested through that that day has happened in that place. So we'll make sure that this church will close. The church closed. Oh yes, church closed. So covenant keeps you ahead. Don't just break evil covenant. Don't just break evil covenant. Enter new covenant. Enter new covenant. Anytime I find the opportunity to come before the altar of God by the medium of sacrifice and prayer, I always use that means to make covenants powerful. You know, the problem I have with a lot of us is that we feel somebody wants to use you. Maybe you've met people that used you. Okay, that is good for you and them. Nobody, let me give it a, share a testimony. Someone on this platform, I think they will share their testimony better at the right time. Someone on this platform has they were having difficulty um getting a child. They were having difficulty getting a child. They came to me and said, just married a few months. I should pray for them because i other." I said, I can't pray. You guys are just young. Less than three, four months. What are you praying for? He said, I don't know. We have to pray. I said, okay, is there anything you are not telling me? He said, no, we are worried. It's already three, four months. My wife is not getting pregnant. I said, okay. I just took it for granted and we prayed and said, you should go. It's, not, it's too early. We prayed and they left. few months later, they came to me with a sad face. What is going on? The wife had cried, 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 cried. All the face was red. What is the issue? He said they said she had two blockage, so she can't get pregnant. And the only way is they have to do IVF and whatever. And I was like, really? So yeah. I said, but it's not a big deal. God can change it. I so that if, are, are they actually on, see ad- t- now, I don't understand what that means medically. I don't understand. But what they said, they said it means she can't get pregnant. There has to be IVF. And even the IVF is not 100% guaranteed and blah, blah, blah. So I just I was just talking my own from a spiritual perspective. So they felt like this person does not understand what you are saying. It should just be there. All I asked was, do you believe God can do it? The woman said, no, she doesn't believe. I was like, really, a Christian? He doesn't? So she doesn't believe. I talk and talk and talk. And I said, after everything, she struggled to say okay, I believe. I said, let's pray, and we prayed. After prayer, weeks later, I said, told, I gave them a day. I said, go back for checkup at this time. They went back for checkup. The same person, doctor said tube was blocked. Doctor said everything is back to normal. And. We continued in prayer. Fast forward a few months later, as we're talking right now, the woman is pregnant. (laughs) And when they came to see me, the husband said the word to me. Why am I saying this? I'm I'm telling you about the power of vow and covenants. The husband came to me and said, I made a covenant to God that you give a prophetic word, they told me my wife is going to get pregnant even when it looked like it won't be possible. I told God that you get told me the agenda of the child and everything. I told God that, God, I raised an altar for this prophecy. The day my wife will get pregnant, I'm going to do this for you by a means of a vow. And he came and brought a seed. I wasn't aware. He didn't tell me. My own was to do whatever God asked me to do. So, at a, when covenant coming, in, you put God on a tight corner. The moment you come with vows, covenant, altars, you put God on a tight corner. If you read the book of 2 Kings chapter 3, 26-27, the king of Moab had a battle against Judah And the king of Judah had three kings who came to fight against Moab. And they were within the conquering Moab. What the king of Moab did was to take his eldest son, that would have been the next king, took him to the altar, not God's altar, evil altar shrine, killed the child for sacrifice. And do you know what happened? God removed his hand from fighting for his own people. Every time I read the scripture, I still don't comprehend it. But it tells you how strong covenant can be. He didn't just kill any of his child. He didn't sacrifice any child. He sacrificed the child that would have been the next king, killed him on the altar of an evil idol. And God stopped fighting for His own people. So a Christian, this is not number. This is not what you would like to hear. But a Christian, even a witch might win you in warfare if you don't understand how to deploy your weapons. Authors respect blood. Authors respect sacrifice. So the Christians were not sacrificing, but the idol worshiper sacrificed, and that was what the author responded to. So vows and covenant put God in a tight corner. It puts God in a tight corner. that God would have no choice than to raise. Is there something in your family? I'm going to run up right now. I said 45 minutes. I've taken more than 45 minutes. Is there something in your family they said nobody can do? They said nobody can get married. They said nobody can get a job. They said nobody can get pregnant. They said nobody can. Listen, keep making vows. Keep making covenant. All right? Keep making father I agree with you this day that, Lord, they say nobody can get pregnant. The day I get pregnant, I will do this for you. The day They say nobody can be great in my family. The day I become this, I will do this for you. They say nobody can um, prosper in my family. Father, I will build a church. The day you make me a millionaire in dollars, I will build a church for you. They say nobody can um, buy a car. Father, the day you, this is what happened to me. By the time I was going through difficulties, I was struggling so bad sleeping in church. I went to the altar. I said, God, I want a car. At this point, I was never having accommodation. I'm talking of car. God, the day you give me a car, my first car will be yours. That was the covenant I made the day you give me a car, my first car will be yours. That sounded very easy to say until you get the car, then you will know that it's not easy. But when my first car came, a few months later, the Holy Ghost reminded me, So you had a covenant with me that your first car is mine. Oh yeah, let's fulfill our deal. I struggled with it. I struggled with it. For months, I struggled with it. But at the end of the day, I went back to God. I said, Freely you give, freely I bring it back. And he did, it. I have not regretted it. So, a lot of you have you read the, Bible, the scripture that said, What shall a man give in exchange for his life? I'm sure you've heard that scripture or you've read it. It's in your Bible. Now, look at this. What that scripture means is that your freedom has been given to you. But sometimes your freedom does not come directly. All right? Let me explain. You are trusting God to get married. You don't have anything. Your family people don't get married. You have yourself. You can give yourself to God as a tool to serve in the house of God. Father, I'm going to be an usher. I'll be the first to come to church. I will make sure I will, the church is always clean, whether other ushers come or not. In fact, before the ushers arrive church, I'm going to arrive first. If I'm the only one that sweep this whole church, I don't mind. I'm going to be the first to be here. Father, I don't have heaven and earth, but I want to be taking care of my pastor. I will make sure my pastor does not lack food in his house, does not lack petrol in his car, does not lack water in his office. Father, I'm going to be doing this. You make enter a covenant. Father, what I want you to do, break this marital delay in my family. God, nobody give birth in my family. But God, I want to challenge you. Just like Hannah did. I want to challenge you. God, I want a child. I want a girl. I want a boy. And this is what I will be doing. Or this is what I will be doing. Covenant and vow is not the same. You are making a covenant, you are doing whatever that has to be done at that time. A vow is father, if you do this, I will do this later. That is what a vow is. Keep making covenant. Keep, I can't count how many times I I made covenants. I can't count. In fact, there was a time in church that I was owing the debt I was owing in the vow. eh? If they gathered the money, the money would have been. I was sleeping in church, you. My a pastor will come out and say, we have a member who's having issue with accommodation and want to support to pay. I will come out. I was sleeping in church. I will join them. How much will you give? 200 cities. 100 cities. I was not having the money. But then they start drawing the money. I don't have. Why did you come out? By faith. Later, I will pay. I, I had a time, my, my debt was almost in 2000s of Ghana cities. I had no job. I was sleeping in church, but I was, I, I knew there was something I just had to do. What will a man give in exchange for his own soul? Some of you are looking for um what is it called? You are looking for God to make you global. And you can use evangelism as a means of striking a deal. Father I will be a soul winner for you. And you you, you go about start weeding souls. Some of you have money, but you don't have whatever you are looking for. Your money can become a means of trading on the altar. Father, I sacrifice this. Lord, this is what I'm looking for. There is something to give in exchange of what you are looking for. It could be your time. It could be your sleep. It could be whatever. Trade it. Else you're going to be there holding back what you have. And not getting what you are looking for. So you say, God has forsaken me. I'm sorry. God didn't forsake you. God didn't forsake you. You just don't know how to, to transact in the spirit realm. You don't know how to transact. You've got to learn how to transact. You've got to learn how to do the business of the spirit. Learn how to deal with spirit. Those who say, do they know these things more than us? They know these things more than us. They are not going through certain things that we are doing. They are not. Somebody called me about some political seats that they were vying for. Oh, Pastor, pray for my husband. He's a uh, this political seat and this, 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 this. I said, okay, we'll pray. While I went to pray, I came back. I said, tell your husband to go and make a covenant with God. Hmm, Pastor, my husband, I said, what I'm seeing is that the people is fighting with is contesting with. Two of them had gone to a malam and given cows. The other one had gone to a shrine. The other one had gone to his church altar to tell them that if he get this thing, he's going to buy land for the church. So now, he is the one qualified for it, but there is nothing speaking for him. I say, don't get surprised with all your prayer. If the one that went to shrine malam Get the seat. Don't be surprised. She was looking at me. So that's what it is. The spirit realm respect transaction. The spirit realm respect transaction. And this is why we keep having wicked people always leading us in government because they know their protocol and they keep it. But see, believers, they will just go and pray, 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 pray. They will come back and say, the Lord will do it. Prayers are powerful understand when covenants are necessary. Prayers are powerful. Understand when thanksgiving is necessary. Prayers are powerful. Understand when vows are necessary. Prayers are powerful. Understand when sacrifice is necessary. Prayer is powerful. Understand when service is what you need to do. Listen, if you read your Bible in the book of Matthew 16... Read from verse, I think, 16 16 or 17. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. There's a popular word that has been said. Prayer is the master key. There is no master key in this kingdom. Every door has its requirement. All right? Keys. Thank you. Look at it there. It is plural with S. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. There is no master key in the kingdom. There are just keys. What a lot of us do is that we come to the door of prayer we open and we are coming and we are just being lazy to pray. We are coming to the door that only thanksgiving will open. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Or going to church to gather people. Ah, God, deliver me from accident. I want to thank God. Gather your friends to thanksgiving. You are going down. You are going to pray. You are coming to the door that only sacrifice would open. And you are coming to that door. And you are praying. Open, open, open. So at the end of the day, we get frustrated. We get frustrated. So there are, there's no master key. No, there's no master key. There are just keys to the kingdom. You must be discerning to understand which key. There are some keys that prayer will not open, fasting will not open, sacrifice will not open. Only the only vision, the prophetic will open it. Only the prophetic will be the one to open it. So, if you don't understand the requirement of the door you are before, you will just be there and be roaming and running and crying as if God has died. No, God has not failed. God has not died. Just a lot of believers don't understand how to play this game of spirits. You don't understand how to play the games of spirits. There are things spirits don't joke with. Spirits don't joke with honor. Spirit love to be honored. Praises. Both good spirit and bad spirits. This is how you see that even malam and native doctor, they have praises, they shower to their gods. Gods don't joke with praises. Both the God in heaven and the gods of any idol, they don't joke with honor, praises. They don't joke with it. Gods don't joke with blood. Both the God in heaven. They don't joke with blood. When I talk of blood, I'm talking of sacrifice. Gods don't joke with sacrifice. Nah. They don't joke with sacrifice. That's why you see, even those who have idol, when the cow is brought, they have to make sure they kill that cow, pour the blood. The flesh is not what is important to the idol. Once their blood is taken, their flesh is taken. Once the blood is taken, the flesh is taken. So in the Old Testament in the Bible, God will require cow from his people. They bring cow, bring goat, pour the blood. But today, there's been a change. Your sweat is your blood. So anything that proceeds from your sweat is your blood. It's enough to cover that blood to speak. All right, I will try to do that. So please, I didn't even finish. I think I have to stop here. My time is already gone. I'll stop here. My time is already... I said 45 minutes. So please, there are things you shouldn't do as a believer. It's going to get you back into darkness. Listen to me. I don't know who you are listening to me. I don't know where you are listening to me. I don't know what is possible for people in your family. I don't know what... You are going through, but there is a way out of it. 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 So I said things a believer should never do. Number one, never consult idol, for any reason. It's better you die in your problem than consult an idol. That's the truth never consult idol number two never carry your children to get dedicated to idol don't dedicate your children to idol don't do it don't dedicate your children to idol number three don't owe god don't owe god any kind of vow whatsoever don't owe god please avoid these things Avoid these things. Heaven is not going to be happy with you. I'm going to give us one more and let me down. Please, number four, don't fight anybody you feel cannot fight back or you know cannot fight back. Please, don't fight anyone you know that can't fight back. Bible give examples. Widows and orphans. Don't fight a widow. Don't fight an orphan. What is beyond widows and orphans, there are people who are not widows or orphans. But because you are now an authority over them, maybe you are a boss at work, you have people working under you, it's time for you to pay their salary. You use their own money for their salary to go and do your own business, holding them and their family down, knowing they are in need. Somebody borrowed you money in good faith. You collected the money, and now they want their money back. You tell them to hell with you. What will you do? To, what will you do to me? Heaven will fight you. Heaven will fight you. Heaven will. I'm telling you the truth. Heaven will come back for you at the right time. So don't do these things. You're going to create issues for yourself that you will not be able to escape. Let's take it in reverse. What are the things you should do more as a Christian? What should you do more as a Christian? I wanted to do five, but there's no time. What should you do as a Christian? Number one, let your faith in God be very strong. A lot of us keep saying we have faith, faith, faith. We don't. We don't. Mark 11, right? Mark 11, 23, 24 said if your faith be as small as a seed, city can move mountain. Do you know what mountain is? That scripture is not just a rhetoric statement to tell, no. It's telling you how strong faith is. Build your faith to the highest. And the Bible gave us one major key to building your faith to the highest. It said by praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 1 verse 20. It said by praying in the Holy Ghost, that is one of the ways you build your faith to the highest level. If you can create a culture right now that you speak in tongues two, three hours every day. Trust me, you will become supernatural. If you can create a culture now that you can speak in tongues two, three hours, it's even small, but at least two, three hours every day, whether you are working or not, you are just speaking in tongue consciously in and out of season. Two, three hours, you will be a blazing fire. You will be a blazing fire. Number two, read your Bible and pray every day. As simple as this sound, it is very powerful. Particularly for those of you who are struggling with your spiritual life. You are struggling to pray. You are struggling to um, your dream is always polluted. You want to dream right and whatever. Read your Bible and pray every day. Read your Bible and pray every day. Not once in a while read your Bible, even if what you are able to read today is one verse. Please, just take it, read it, believe it, memorize it, pray. Let it become a culture. 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 Number three. Learn giving lifestyle. Deliberately. Deliberately learn to give. Let Don't let your giving be accidental or a forcing. Just be deliberate. Love it. Enjoy giving. Number four. Do all you can. Do all you can. Not to be the reason why anybody cried. Make people happy. I'm not saying at your own cost. No. I read the scripture to us, I think it was on Sunday. Yes, on Sunday. In the book of First John, in the book of Matthew. It said the commandment has been summarized into two: love the Lord thy God, love your neighbor as yourself. And they were asking Jesus, how will you summarize the 10 commandments? Into just two. Why? say the first thing that matters in your life is God. Number two, if you love your neighbor, he said you will not kill your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you will not take your neighbor's wife or husband. If you so everything Moses said, it is summarized into love. The moment love is perfected, he said those things you will not be an issue for you. First of all, if you love God, you know you will not go and serve another idol. You know, you won't tell me, oh, pastor, I love God, though. But you see, you see, a lot of us don't understand what principle is. I love God, though. But because things were hard, that's why I went to the shrine. No, you don't love God. No, no, no. Do you know what Bible said about love? Do you know what Bible said about love? It said love is patient. So if you love God, you'll be patient with God. That's why when I see people who can get patient with their spouse. The problem that the problem is love problem. Yeah. The problem is a love problem. see, love is patient, love is kind. You can't be kind to somebody, you don't love the person. So you go check out for all the attributes of love and ask yourself, Do I have this thing towards God and towards my neighbor? If it is missing. These things, they look simple. They look simple. They look simple, but this is where the power of God is hidden. This is where the power of God is living. If you are trusting God for something, it looks like it's not coming. Check your love. Check your love. Fix your love. You might discover that you are only following God because of what you are looking for, not because you love God. And most of the time, that can become a hindrance. So go back and check your love. Fix your love, and you're going to see all other things are going to get added to you. So love God, love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor, and love your loving your neighbor has been encapsulated in one word yourself first. Alright? You can't, you can't love people more than you love yourself. One reason why people can't love you is because they don't love themselves. Somebody came to me and said, talk to my husband. He doesn't buy clothes for me. He doesn't buy clothes for the children. And he has the money. I said, okay, hold on. When last did the husband buy clothes for himself? She kept quiet. I said, talk to me. He said, I can't remember. I said, so now you know why he's not buying for you. He doesn't love himself in that regard. See where the problem is now. He doesn't see the essence. He doesn't see the value of doing that. So why do you think he will do it for you? Somebody who is stingy to themselves cannot be given to you. Nah. Somebody that is stingy to themselves cannot be given to you. So, this thing works some way. This thing works some way. We've got to understand it and make life easy for us. Be patient with God. Love God. Be patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long suffering. Love God. Love God. And I pray that the best is coming to you. The best is coming to you. The best is coming to you. Whatever God has prepared for you, it is coming to you. In the name of Jesus. I say the best is coming to you. The best is coming to you. I speak to you wherever you are under the sound of my voice right now. Let the heavens open and begin to release the best to you. Let the heavens open and begin to release the best to you. Doors that we are shut begin to open now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are under the sound of my voice. You are sick. You are having any pain in your body. I would love you right now to go ahead and place your hand there. Place your hand there right now. And tell God in one moment, Father, I connect to the anointed in this atmosphere. I receive my healing. Do it now. 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 And it's going to go now. Do it now. Put your hand there and tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. I receive healing right now. I receive healing right now. I receive healing right now. Let it be gone. Let it be gone. Let it be gone. gone. Who Oh, oh prinatola Father healing we send healing that waist pain that pain on your kneel that swollen in your body begin to go off now that pain in your chest pain in your heart that pain on your spine pain on your waist the stomach pain right now let it be gone, let it be gone, let it be gone let it be gone right now Father I speak to them wherever that hand is placed right now whatever that is causing that pain that sickness I command it to come out of you now in the name of Jesus I command it to come out of you now In the name of Jesus, and I ask that the hand of God rest upon you, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed now, be healed in your body, be healed in your spirit, you that have been feeling heavy in your spirit, I command that devil out now, out now, out now, out now, you that have been feeling heavy in your spirit, let that heaviness be taken off you now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of... I speak healing to your soul. The Lord puts the spirit of joy in you right now. The Lord put on you the garment of joy and praises. In the name of Jesus. I Take away that sadness. I take away that burden. Receive joy now. Receive joy now. In the name of Jesus. I declare and I declare. Even the God that heals the body can also heal finances. I decree, and I declare in the name of Jesus, heal it over your finances right now. So people are not sick bodily. They are sick in their pocket. Receive healing over your finances right now. Receive healing. The same anointed can still do it. Receive healing over your finances now. Now, now, now. Receive healing. Receive healing. The same you that cannot account for 10,000 Ghana cities now. By the time this year is closing, you will have properties to your name. By the time this year is coming to an end, you will have properties to your name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anyone whose money has been tied anywhere anywhere anyone whose money is in holding by government by individuals I decree let heavens open let there be rain let there be rain let there be rain let there be rain of prosperity let there be rain of prosperity in the name of Jesus your seasons are changing your doors are opening your doors are opening Your level is changing. The Lord is bringing restoration, recovering, lifting and settlement into your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you tonight that this meeting usher you into a change of season. This meeting usher you into a change of season. This meeting usher you into a change of season. If only you believe it. You might be typing email, you don't believe. If only you believe it. This meeting usher you now into a change of season. Your finance is changing. Your health is changing. Your career is changing. Your relationship is changing. It is changing now, 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 now. I speak to you as a prophet. It is changing now. It is changing now. As a lady on the line with the name Lillian. There's a lady on the line with the name Lillian. The Lord said, I should say to you, it's changing your status. The Lord said, I should ch- say to you, is changing your status. It's changing your status. I see God carrying you from where you are now and putting you where you are supposed to be. I don't know if the person is online. The person is not responsible. I'm, I saw somebody with a name, Lillian. The Lord is bringing his shifting into your life. The Lord is bringing his shifting into your life. The Lord is bringing his shifting into your life. Very soon, you're coming into a place where you will be the one you are so comfortable and helping others. Not you looking for help. Not you looking for help. But you are now the one shouldering other people's body accommodating other people supporting other people financially i see god bringing great increase to that person with that name lillian money is coming to you international doors are opening for you marital doors are opening for you money is coming to you international doors are opening for you and marital doors are opening for you. They are opening for you. I'm seeing God giving you two beautiful children and adding one as a gift. As a extra gift. But I pray for you. I pray that person can hear me because I, I'm not coming back to this. I pray for you. The prayer I'm praying for you is that You will not be abandoned. You will not be abandoned. Because I saw things became better and beautiful. Suddenly, a spirit just rose up and caused some chaos. And you started losing the people who God has sent to make you happy. Even the man in your life who was supposed to be in husband position left you. And you were now with two kids. And everything just came crashing down. The Lord delivered you from every pattern. I speak to everyone under the sound of my voice. Any evil chasing you in your family background, they will not catch up with you. They will be disappointed. They will be disappointed. Whatever evil that is in your family background chasing you, it will not meet up with you. What happened to your sisters? what happened to your brothers what happened to your mother what happened to your father that has come to happen to you you are disconnected now you are disconnected now in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus i decree and i declare right now that the joy that god has brought to your life now it will not be turned to sorrow your joy will not be turned to sorrow. Your joy shall be full. Instead, your joy will turn to sorrow. Your sorrow will be converted to joy now. Every sorrow in your life, let it be turned to joy now. Let it be turned to joy now. Where they had forgotten you, a decree between now and the next 24 hours, they will begin to call you. They will begin to send for you. They will begin to call you. They will begin to send for you. They will begin to call you they will begin to send for you in the name of jesus i release god's favor upon your life i release god's favor upon your life be favored increase be favored increase be favored and increase be favored and increase in the mighty name of jesus Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. I saw somebody romancing a snake. I saw somebody romancing with a snake. I saw somebody romancing with a snake. Whatever serpent that is chasing you, whatever covenant you have with snakes, that covenant be broken now. Any covenant you have with serpent spirits, I decree that you are delivered now. You are delivered now, 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 now. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. Any kind of initiation to marine spirit to witchcraft spirit I speak to your spirit now I divorce you from that covenant be free be free be free Hmm. I just saw something very beautiful right now I saw an event. Everything is white. It was like an all-white party. The trays are white, the glass are white. I see wine being opened. The wines, the wine, the bottles are white. Everything is all white. And the Lord said, "I should say to someone, your celebration has just been activated. Your celebration." has just been activated. Your celebration has just been activated. Your celebration has just been activated. Get ready. Get ready. Gladys, get ready. Your celebration has just been activated. I speak to everyone online. Jibama, get ready. Your celebration has just been activated. Mabel, get ready. Monica, get ready. I decree your celebration has been activated right now. Right now. Right now. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It is your moment of celebration. Get ready. It is your moment of celebration. Get ready. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. A very beautiful event. It was not so big, but so beautiful. Your celebration has been activated. And I decree and I declare now, what will make you celebrate this year? I release it to you now. What will make you celebrate this year? I release it to you now. I release it to you now. Receive it now. Your business your car, your marriage, your house, your contract, your visa, your baby, the money you need, the money you need to celebrate. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Oh, my God. Receive it now. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I hear this clearly. I hear this clearly, loud and clear. You see, days ago, I was talking about the 18th of February while I was praying for those trusting God for the fruit of the womb, that I was seeing somebody coming, I'm seeing somebody getting pregnant on the 18th of February, I'm seeing, of April rather, of April, and just right on the 18th of April, somebody came to me and said, my wife is pregnant from blocked to to pregnancy. From blocked to to pregnancy. On that same day. This is what I hear clearly. This is what I hear clearly. This is what I hear clearly. The Lord said that from now, say tell everybody online tonight, everybody online tonight, that from now to the 5th of May, every one of them will have something to celebrate about. From now to on the 5th of May, everyone we have something to celebrate for. From now to on the 5th of May, everybody we have something to celebrate for. Everyone, everyone, everyone we have some, everyone online, mark it down. Except you don't believe it. For those that believe it, congratulations. Congratulations. Get ready with your testimony. You're coming back rejoicing. You're coming back rejoicing. You're coming back rejoicing. You're coming back rejoicing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's somebody that the 5th of May is a special day in your life. There's somebody listening to me who the 5th of May is a special day already in your life. you have something to do with the 5th of May, But what I hear is that everyone here, from now to on the 5th of May, congratulations. 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 It is done. It is done. It is done. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Alright, once again, this meeting was not planned. I just fail to come online and speak about somebody's life. Tomorrow morning, we are meeting at 6 a.m. We are meeting tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And tomorrow evening, we're going to be online by 9 p.m. Yeah, this morning, is already 2, are you serious? By 6 a.m., we're going to be online. And in the evening, we're going to be online um, by 9 p.m. If you are in Accra, find your way down. Find your way down. We'll be meeting live at, um, what is it called? At La Paz, Nyamiche, Manglad Hotel. Yeah, Manglad Hotel, that's the name of the place. Find your way down here, and we're going to have an awesome time in prayer. We're going to have an awesome time in prayer until i see you again my name is Pastor Norbert freeman you know i love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it Whatever, i will talk to you when i come online i have not come online no you just heard me said me is it's a crash meeting forgive me all right i have not come online or oh, did you see me online did you see me online Hey, I didn't come. Don't tell anybody I came online. I didn't come online. All right, everyone. Good night. Don't worry, I will attend to you, all right. God bless you. Bye. All right, I can't wait to see you, Heidi. I can't wait to see you. All right, let me get the recording.